0: Welcome to the Madison Church Podcast. My name is Stephen Feith. I'm the lead pastor at Madison Church, and we're so glad that you're joining us today for this bonus midweek episode. Today, we're gonna to be looking at the question, how do I know God's will for my life? Or we could rephrase that as, how do I know the voice that I'm hearing is God's versus maybe my own voice? Before we get to that, uh, I wanna invite you to join us this Sunday in person At 5 p.m. at our 1103 Jennifer Street location, we're continuing our series through the middle portion of the New Testament book to the Hebrews. We're also opening and launching a new student ministry program for middle schoolers that service or gathering rather will be followed by an ice cream social. It's free. You don't have to register. If you have middle school students, if you are a middle school student, we hope that you'll find a way to join us uh, this weekend. Now, on to the question for today. How do I know God's will for my life. And I have several different analogies that I'm going to roll with. The very first one is that um, all of the voices in our lives can uh, essentially be like different speakers or devices playing sound. Okay. So you could have your phone and it's playing music and perhaps the TV is on in the background. You have a spouse or partner or roommate talking. Uh, There's something going on in your iPad that's going off. You have all sorts of different noises in your life. And one of those noises is God speaking to us. Now, in the midst of all of those speakers going off or all of those devices, it can be very difficult to discern what you're hearing. It can kind of sound like a muddled mess. And so, what we need to do is we need to get into the practice, a couple practices. First, we need to get into the practice of recognizing God's voice in our lives, It doesn't do us any good uh, if we turn down all of the other noise in our lives or if we try to turn up the God speaker in our life if we don't even know which one that is, if we don't know God's voice. And so we're going to do that through uh, reading the Bible. We can begin to hear God's voice and discern that. We can do that through prayer and times of prayer and meditation. We can do that in our gatherings together. We can do that by being intentional about the decisions that we make when we connect with God during the day. And so, that helps us to uh, learn and to hear about. God's voice. Now, that's learning His voice. The other thing that we can do is we can absolutely try to turn down the other things going on in our lives. Now, this will be much more difficult to do, certainly on uh, a busy Monday morning or on a chaotic Friday afternoon when uh, all the speakers, uh, as our analogy is going, are going full blast. And then throw in another speaker you know, someone drives by, cuts you off, slams on the brake, flips you off, whatever it might be. Uh, something came up that you weren't expecting. And now there's another speaker, something else calling for your attention. But that's where these moments of learning how to hear God's voice um, really. Matters. And that's eventually what it could be for us on those Fridays, Mondays, those whatever days of the week, whenever we really need to hear God's voice, when we develop a relationship with Him, when we recognize His voice, when we take time to hear from God in the quieter times of our lives, it becomes a little bit easier to hear from God. And the busyness of life. So, there's one thing I wanted to talk about, which is how do we even begin to hear from God? It is about learning His voice and about turning the other things down so we can learn to hear His voice, but then uh, hear His voice in the midst of everything else going on. Now, the second thing, the second question uh, around this topic is, how do I know God's will for my life? Or how do I know it's God's will and not my own will? How do I know it's God's will, not my will, and not my will that I'm trying to spiritualize by calling it God's will? Okay, have you ever been in that scenario? Probably, right? Here's another analogy. When we come to God, and we, the, the times that you and I are asking, what is God's will for our lives? It's usually like, which job should I take? which house should I buy? Who should I get married to? Should we have another kid? Um, We tend to come to God with the big things in life, and that's all right. Like We we should go to God with the big things in life. But at that point, when we're asking God, which job, which house, should I get married? Um, When we're asking God these questions, it's kind of like we're in a McDonald's restaurant or a Burger King or whatever your favorite fast food chain is, it's like we're in there and we're looking at the menu and now we want to know what should we order. And this can be a little bit problematic because we're already there. We already assume God's will is that we would be in this spot. So now when we're faced with a decision, we're like, okay, God, which one, which menu item do I want? Which combo do I want? And we never ever maybe or rarely consider that perhaps God didn't even want us here. Perhaps we've found ourselves in a place that uh, God doesn't like any of the things that we're asking, that he doesn't have an opinion on those things because they're all lesser for us. They're not what he would want. They're not his ideal for your life. And so, before we ask which job, which house, we got to back up. We got to step out of the restaurant and let's look around at the scenario. How many other, as our analogy is going, fast food chains are around me? Maybe I'm in the wrong restaurant. Maybe I'm at the wrong place. So, as I look around, I got to figure out am I in the right side of town? Am I in the right neighborhood? Am I in the right situation in life? Have I been listening to God up until this point? And am I close? Well, we got to back it up even further. Perhaps we're not in the right spot. We're not in the right town. We're not at the right uh, places in our lives. We're in some cases, maybe like in the Old Testament, we're wandering around in the wilderness. We have made choices. We haven't asked God what He's wanted or what direction He has for our lives, and we have found ourselves lost. Now, the thing is, is, as we think about this Old Testament exodus and the people of Israel walking around in the wilderness for years and years and decades and decades, the promised land did not move. If you know the story, the Israelites are enslaved in Egypt. God delivers them. They disobey God. They're not seeking God's will for their lives. They want to do things their way, and they end up wandering around in the wilderness. These are the consequences to sometimes our choices. Now, the thing about it is, at any point, they could have done something different. It's not like they got close to the promised land and then God moved it, okay? There were times they got close to the promised land, God didn't move it, and then them themselves, the choices that they made, took them away from it yet again. And so, as we think about our own lives and we think about um, where am I at, we got to think about the choices. Was I following God's will to get to the place where I'm at? Is this the right place, and we got to back up even further. Perhaps we're not in the right place. Are we following God's will for the direction of our lives? Are we heading in the direction He wants us to go? Another place that we read about uh, in the Old Testament is the Garden of Eden. Now, whether or not that was real or it's a uh, uh, allegory for you know humanity, whatever it might be, but we see in the Garden that. Uh, God places two people in there, or people are in there, and God's one instruction was that they don't eat from one tree, from the fruit of one tree. So, there's a scenario now where Adam and Eve in the story are in the right place. God has placed them there. God has given them an abundance of choices, and God has given them the freedom to actually choose what they are. God didn't say, you need to eat this one uh, for breakfast, eat here for lunch, and eat there for dinner, and then come back tomorrow, and I'll tell you what you need to have for breakfast. That's kind of how we approach God. But rather, God's will for their lives was being at a place where a lot of the choices were great. A lot of the choices were fine, and they could have chosen any of them. And of course, in that story, they choose the one thing that they shouldn't have. But the point is, is when we're asking for God's will in our lives, and how do we discern? Yes, it's a matter of learning God's voice. Yes, it's a matter of turning down other voices in our lives so we can hear God. But then it's a matter of getting to the right place. Am I in the wilderness where maybe there is only one right choice because I've made so many other wrong choices that I'm I'm in a place where wrong choices are all around me? Or do I follow God's will the rest of my life, and I found myself now in a place where God says, choose. You have free will. You can choose any of these. Just don't do that one. And I think a lot of us we would like to be in the place where there are a lot of really good choices that God would like us to make or that we can make and that there'd only be a couple bad choices. But that starts in the mundane and it starts in the ordinary. It starts on those busy Monday mornings, it starts in those chaotic Friday nights. We want God so badly to be like a GPS on our phone. We want to hear God say, in 400 feet, take a left. We want to see step-by-step play out on a map. We want to know where the traffic bumps are going to be. We want to know where we're going to be rerouted to before we even pull out of the driveway. But oftentimes in life, God is more like a compass. He gives us a general direction for our lives. He says, head north. And I know for a lot of you, you're like, I don't know what that means. But in this case, it is a matter of learning what that means. It's a matter of learning God's direction and the area He is moving you toward in your life. So God is like a compass. He's not so much like a GPS. Sometimes uh, we have moments in our lives where God is like a GPS. When we came, before we started Madison Church, I, I felt God had spoken directly to me to say, you should plant a church. And in that case, it was like a GPS where we were going to plant to, some of those other decisions that we made, God was much more like a compass than saying, going this way. But that all started when we back backing up the story and asking, God, what is your will for our life? God, what's your will for my life? God, what's your will for Megan's life? God, what direction do you want us to head in life? So if you're at a place where you have a really big decision to make, I would pause and I would pray. I would try to hear God's voice by turning down the other voices. But some of the questions I'd begin to ask is, am I even in the right place? How did I get here? Because those are the first steps in deciding whether or not you have a lot of good options that you can choose versus a lot of bad options that you could possibly choose. So those are just a couple uh, pieces of advice there on how we can hear God's will and discern that. Um, If you haven't already yet, we want to ask that you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, We have a semi-weekly podcast here, so we'll launch the messages on Sunday or Monday, and then we launch this midweek bonus episode in the middle of the week, uh, obviously, as the name states. If you already have subscribed, it would mean so much to me. It would mean so much to our church if you would write a review and rate us. That helps other people find this content. So other people who, like you, might be wondering, how do I hear God's voice? How do I know what God's voice is? How do I discern God's will? More ratings, more reviews help people find that information. Again, join us this Sunday as we launch our student ministry that we're really excited about, uh, continuing our series through Hebrews all of this information can be found on our website madisonchurch.com and before we dismiss today we want to pray for our prayer theme for the month. Every month at Madison Church we have a different prayer focus for our community. This is just our way of unifying ourselves around prayer a certain topic for our church and this month we're praying for the raising and sustaining of funds for our church and its mission. So every September, this is what we're praying for, and it's what we're praying about. We also want to pray for those trying to hear from God, and we also want to pray for those who need healing from God. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much again for time to get together to, to really try to hear from you and to learn how to hear from you and to discern. And so we pray right now that as many are trying to do just that, that you would speak loudly, that you would speak clearly, that you would help them get to a place where they can begin to recognize your voice, and then that that voice pierces through the other voices when life gets more chaotic. We pray for healing. Lots of people in our community um, who need some sort of healing. And we also pray, again, for our church, our church family. Help us to raise the funds that we need to do the things you have called us to do. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next week.